Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back. We are on Real Talk 93.3. This is Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems in the studio with my husband, John Morris. Ready to start off the day with our first segment. We always talk about, um, you know, how to be a warrior, how to be a strong, brave, you know, courageous fighter and to not give up on all of the challenges and complications that are coming uh, at you on a daily basis. We title or call our podcast, The Warrior Podcast. We have t-shirts at the gym. It's just kind of been something that John and I have always stood for, just enduring hardship and just being able to help people, you know, through the different trials and, and, and tribulation that comes through life. When you work with people on nutrition, you sometimes really kind of get to the nitty gritty details of, you know, what's complicating life and, you know, what's, what's holding them back and what's keeping them from really truly being able to succeed, you know, in terms of their health. And, and, you know, we've just learned that, you know, it takes an equipping to be able to get beyond some of the barriers that life will present to you and really truly be able to get to a healthy lifestyle and we feel like God has given us the message to share to others, to really keep them encouraged and keep them in the battle and almost to, you know, really just like prepare them for battle. And so John and I usually take the first segment and we talk about, you know, what what happened in the past week and, you know, how did we have to, you know, be the definition of a warrior, which is a brave or experienced soldier or fighter. And I know personally for me, I've encountered, you know, some people that, you know, have left our life and, and left, you know, left different, um, you know, parts of our life. And, you know, it's always a challenge um, when that happens because you often question, you know, the void. You know, you question, like, why did that have to happen? Why, why are they, you know, wh- why are they doing what they're doing or why is this happening? But, you know, for me, I've, I just have to remain vigilant on staying committed to believing 
that none of this life is even for me. It is for the Lord and that I'm called to do his work every single day. And if he wants someone to leave, then he's going to pull them out of the of the lineup and he's going to put someone back in. And he's going to be near the brokenhearted and his hand is going to be on me and he is going to help equip me to be able to handle whatever comes next. And that I need to be able to draw from those circumstances, gain wisdom, learn how to handle future circumstances, and I need to be stronger because of, you know, maybe what I'm going through in the situation. But what I need to not do is get stuck in anger, resentment, unforgiveness, um, and and just allow it to really, truly weigh me down and genuinely keep me from any forward progress, not only for myself personally, for my family, for my health, or for my business, for that matter. So I, tr- I tend to, like my defense mechanism is to, or I guess actually it really helps me to play offense, is to listen to messages um, that are biblically sound that give you ammunition on how to trust in God. And there's this one song by Elevation Worship, and hence the you know title, it's just titled Trust in God, But it just simply says, I trust in God, my Savior. He's the one who will never fail. And it seems like such a simple thing to say, but sometimes I have to listen to that song three times a day just so I can hear the chorus. I'll listen in between clients. I'll listen to it in my ear when I'm going for a walk. I'll listen to it in my car because I just have to be reminded of that simple fact that that's all I need to do. Maybe that person was just there for that season and their season is over and I want to be as good to them as I can during the time that they were part of my life and then I'm going to carry on and I'm going to continue to be good to all of those that you know enter. And there are going to be some people, no matter how good you are to them, they're not going to be good back. And they're going to talk bad about you and they're they're going to be super negative and they're, you know, going to remain unhappy. Well, you can't change that. But what you can change is the way you react to it. You can change how how deeply it affects you and how many other parts of your life it end up, ends up impacting. And I share this message because I hear it a lot with my clients. I hear that as part of their struggle. Well, this happened today, and it's a dramatic situation. They genuinely have somebody that's walked out on them or somebody that's, you know, really disrespected them or done them wrong, and they turn to food. And food is always their stress relief or it's always their way out of the bad circumstance. But it's not the answer. And my suggestion to you and what I've had to work hard at is turn to the Lord, turn to your faith, turn to your Bible, turn to the Word, get focused, regain that focus, and press on. Something that uh, is talked about in law enforcement and it's also talked about in combatics courses is <clears throat> everybody's heard the terminology of fight or flight. And so people think that you're either going to fight or you're going to fly. And it's actually a three-part equation. There's fight, there's flight, and there's be still. And a lot of people forget that be still will actually press you forward through a situation without actually having action. 
the stillness is the action. And so for me, a lot of times when I have something that wrongs me or something that fires off, my initial reaction, how I'm hardwired, is fight. Flight is not an option for me. So immediately I'm ready to burn the house down, burn the town down, tear people apart, get into a fist fight. You know, Debbie always tells me that you have to turn the other cheek. And my statement is always, well, I'd like to turn their cheek with my fist. That's what I'd rather do. You know, let their cheek get turned around. But the reality is you can't do that. You know, if we lived 2,000 years ago, maybe I could do that and get away with it, but it's not going to work right now. So it's also not glorifying to the Lord. My point is, You can't fight every battle just by thinking about it in the physical terms of fighting it. Sometimes you have to be still through the moment. If someone has wronged you, it doesn't mean you run and hide from them. It doesn't mean that you try to fight them. It just means that you accept that they're no longer going to be a part of your life. And if you do something that is self-sabotaging or detrimental to your own health, you're actually setting yourself up to, to potentially miss out on some future success that you should have. And it's not even going to be on that person at that point. And that's hard for a lot of people to hear. Well, you know, I had this person wrong me and, you know, they told me that they would always have my back. And now they're the ones that are stabbing me in the back the hardest. So I ate something I wasn't supposed to eat. I hid in my bed for three days. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like doing anything. Well, the problem is that person stabbed you in the back and they took whatever action they took against you. But what you're choosing to do because of that action is actually more detrimental to you most times than what that person is has done. Or if it's not more detrimental, you're just adding to the difficulty that is being created for your life by that person. And so I just always encourage people, you know, no matter what happens in your life, no matter who turns on you, no matter what incident pops up, there will always be speed bumps. And the definition of a warrior is a brave or experienced soldier or fighter. You know, you've been through a thing or two. That's life experience. So you just have to press on each day. Absolutely. That's such a good thing. And I I think that was a, a message that someone needed to hear. And I pray that we planted a seed and that we keep you from reaching for the wrong comfort, you know, um, don't feed your flesh in this moment, feed your faith in this moment, strengthen yourself through the word and just encourage yourself uh, through the Lord, you know, and recognize that he's truly our reason uh, for all that we do and the reason that we're here. And he knows what you need and he knows who you need and he will take away what needs to be taken away and he will bring exactly what needs to be brought. So just to have faith, believe that bad things happen to good people, but God always causes you to triumph. For more information on what we do at Integrity, our six-month nutrition program, or working with a personal trainer, uh, we would be more than happy to meet with you for a free personal fitness assessment. We also would be happy to explain in great detail what we do with our six-month nutrition program. Just take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. And for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods from my personal bakery to delivered to your doorstep, please take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And for our favorite farmer, FedFromTheFarm.com, we buy all of our meat from Fed from the Farm. We, we don't actually buy any meat at the grocery store. Everything we have in our free, freezer is fed from the farm, our chicken and our beef. 
I love going there because they not only have hamburger, but they have steaks and they have roast. If you're looking for fully grass-finished meat, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. It's good to be back. This is Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3 in the studio with my husband, John Morris. Uh, Today we're talking, well, we have been on a series of talking about um, longevity uh, mindset, longevity movement patterns. And today we were talking about uh, nutrients, ingredients, and planning for longevity. Um, Today I want to, in this first segment, I want to talk a little bit about nutrient density, um, and basically an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, if you, if you're confused about all kind of like the buzzwords that, you know, tie around an anti-inflammatory diet, what an anti-inflammatory diet is, is a diet that reduces inflammation, a diet that is free from pro-inflammatory foods. And I will explain to you what those are but understanding that it is a diet that is truly intended to help the body to release inflammation. And that, you know, that can be kind of sugar-coated in certain ways where people are trying to package, you know, their program or trying to package their products. You want to be very cautious. You want to get an understanding of what exactly that means, and we'll go into greater detail about that. But from a longevity perspective, when we're really trying to seek longevity, when it comes to nutrients, we want to try to achieve nutrient density. And when I say nutrient density, I mean is when I look at my plate, I want to make sure that those nutrients are so dense that nothing is going to cause my blood sugar to race up or for my blood sugar to race right back down. Everything should be nice, a nice slow build and a nice slow fall because we want to be able to have extended, long duration energy all throughout our day. If we're eating something that converts to sugar rapidly, then it's going to be very easy for our body to actually create inflammation, therefore no longer being on an anti-inflammatory diet. So the first approach to being on an anti-inflammatory diet is sincerely managing blood sugar and making sure that your foods do not create a rapid blood sugar spike, that they are slow to raise, slow to fall, and they stay very well balanced. The other factor of nutrient density is just balance, looking at a meal and knowing that it's well balanced. So what are the factors in your meal? Are you having protein? Are you having fat? Are you having carbohydrates? Fantastic. Carbohydrates will provide you energy. They will build uh, the brain. They'll open your eyes for the day, but they're not a long-term source. So we can certainly have our carbohydrates, but we need to make sure that we have a quality protein source and we have a quality fat source to sustain you you, to sustain your energy, to keep you from getting hungry. That is also part of of nutrient density. So nutrient density and an anti-inflammatory diet are our approach 
initially to that longevity mindset and and to really be able to create longevity we do really need to be able to put our focus on that well you think about food as fuel you know a lot of people unfortunately in our society especially as americans think about food as fun and um, we use it for something to celebrate or we use it as something to help us when we're anxious or we've had a bad day. But what's crazy is we also use it to um, celebrate, like I said, having a great day. So there, there comes a point where it's like, well, I'm only going to do it on a holiday. Well, in America, we have a holiday every three days. So, you know, at some point you're going to be overeating the wrong things. And when you think about nutrient density, you have to ask yourself, is what you're consuming actually creating fuel for your body? And is it the appropriate fuel? So like Debbie just said, you know, if you were consuming carbohydrates at an extremely highly rate, that would be like running nothing but nitrous through your car. You know, you, you do actually need some form of gasoline or fuel as well. You know, whether that be premium, whether that be regular. And so when you're putting these nutrients into your body, you're attempting to do the same thing. You're trying to regulate the fuel and you're not going to add garbage or sewage to the gasoline and think that your car is going to run well. Well, your body is the same way. So if you're adding basically nutrient um, removed foods, you know, things that are highly processed or things that don't actually have a nutritional value, you know, you not only are running the risk of creating some type of inflammation in your body and, and actually creating a lack of health or making your health worse, but then you're also not feeding the body with the nutrients it needs to have energy and be well. So it's twofold, you know, like if you starve yourself and you're not, you're not receiving nutrients, that's not good for your body, but that's one area of not being good. If you're adding garbage foods that aren't nutrient dense as well, you're basically doubling up on the negatives that are going on in your body. So you want to make sure what you're consuming actually meets a micronutrient profile, not a macronutrient, not just watching proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, but also knowing that you're receiving the vitamins and minerals you need for your body to function appropriately. Absolutely. And we can control inflammation by controlling blood sugar. So when we have carbohydrates, we don't want to just look at it as cereals and rice and pasta and breads. We want to look at it as broccoli and cauliflower and green beans and squash, uh, a zucchini and a different types of cabbage and lettuce, um, mushrooms, because those are very slow to convert to sugar and they have a lot of fiber in them. And so they'll really extend your energy. If we decide that we're going to eat 125 to 150 grams of carbs in a day, but it's comprised of potatoes and cereal and bread, first of all, you're not going to have a whole lot of that. But second of all, you're going to have a lot of, we're going to have a lot of spikes to your blood sugar. So ultimately, if we're having 125 to 150 grams of those fibrous vegetables, you're going to feel full all day long. You're going to feel sustained. You're going to have proper digestion. You're going to be getting quality vitamins and minerals, and you're not going to be having any blood sugar spikes. So this is something that I find really fascinating because, you know, for those that aren't listening and don't know, I had to lose 100 pounds at one point in time in my life. And the reason I had to lose 100 pounds was because of how poor my diet was. And we'll talk a little bit about it when we come back from our break. 
but I want to talk about the differences between hunger when I was consuming that way versus hunger with how I consume now. Absolutely. I think that'll be really helpful for people to understand because it's one thing to hear it from me, you know, the lady that's always preaching about food, but it's another thing to hear it from somebody who genuinely was a police officer in a police car trying to figure out how to not have a second heart attack by the time he turned 28. You know, so this will be great and very useful and helpful information. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems or to get a a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, uh, you can give us a call at 636-299-2208 or take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. Also, for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods from my personal bakery delivered to your doorstep, take a look at sophiesbakery.com. And for fully grass-finished beef delivered to your doorstep, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. everybody. It's good to be back. This is Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3 in the studio with my husband, John Morris. And we're just talking longevity mindset, talking nutrient density, anti-inflammatory. I just finished explaining, you know, the difference between 150 grams of carbs, you know, with cereals and breads and potatoes and 150 grams of carbs with fibrous vegetables and the variables and the differences and how you will feel. First of all, you will be creating you know, blood sugar spikes because of the rapid rise to your blood sugar from those other foods. Um, But you also will be setting yourself up to be more hungry. You'll be setting yourself up to be more fatigued. There's just so many different, uh, you know, scenarios that will happen to your health because of consuming those types of carbohydrates. And John was going to explain, you know, the experience of what it took for him to lose 100 pounds and, you know, kind of just how the the approach had to change a little bit. Well, the one thing I want to really talk about first is, you know, people always talk about how hungry they are when trying to lose weight or how hungry they are even before the attempt to lose weight and get healthy. And there's a running joke at the gym where we talk about how I probably should have been a professional eater at one time in my life because I could consume like a garbage disposal. It was insane. And not only was I able to eat that much food, but I was always hungry. And so what I want to talk about is when you're consuming these, you know, um, high glycemic index foods, these carbohydrates and these starches that burn quickly, you end up looking for more of them more frequently and you end up eating more food while still experiencing more hunger. I'm at a place with my nutrition and my life now where I forget to eat. Like I actually struggle to remember to eat food. It'll, I get up at 4 a.m. and it'll be three o'clock in the afternoon and I'll start to notice that my energy's down regulating. And I'm like, man, I don't feel great. And I'm like, oh, that's because I haven't ate in 11 hours. 
And that's not even including my sleep pattern. So I had an eight and potentially 18, 19 hours actually on accident. And it's because I actually have a regulation on the food that I'm consuming. Whereas back when I first tried to lose weight because I ate so many of these negative foods and so many of these high starch, high glycemic index foods, I was always hungry. And I remember the first like two to three weeks that I started dieting after my heart attack to try to become healthy, I was like, this, this lady's actually starving me. Like I'm dying, you know, like I'm, I'm actually not going to survive this. But the reality was I wasn't actually hungry. I was, I was eating a ton of food and then there was like a switch that flipped and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't eat all of this food. And when I'm talking about all of this food, I'm talking about vegetables and fruits and good protein sources, you know, chicken and, and beef. And, and I just went back to her and I was like, I, I can't consume all of this on a daily basis. And the only thing that had changed was my body's acclimation to what I was actually eating. It's not like I had dropped a dramatic amount of weight or my stomach had shrank or anything like that. It's that my body had found an actual baseline to fire and function out of and, and properly use the energy from the nutrients I was consuming. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that, you know, it's just not explained well enough because there are just so many diets that really, truly just focus on macros and they don't focus on what's in the food, the actual ingredients. So the next thing I want to talk about from a longevity perspective is what creates inflammation. So if a nutrient dense diet full of fibrous vegetables, quality, uh, low glycemic, uh, low fructose fruits, good quality fats like olive oil, avocado oil, avocado, nuts, seeds like uh, pumpkin seeds, um, if, if, and then good quality protein sources like fish, um, you know, organic chicken, grass-fed beef. If that is a nutrient-dense diet and an anti-inflammatory approach when well-balanced, then what is a non-anti-inflammatory you know, diet? Like what is a pro-inflammatory diet? Oh, I can teach on that. Right, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what you would come to me to do nutrition Yes, for. yeah, you'll get I'll the put you on a pro-inflammatory pro uh, plan. All day long. Yeah, I got that locked down. You are the pro at the pro-inflammatory pro diet. Yeah. Yes. If you're looking to gain between 30 and 60 pounds of water weight and in inflammation a yeah. <laughs> in, in 14 days, I'm your guy. I can show that's you. That's very true. Yes, exactly. So pro-inflammatory foods, the first grouping I always like to talk about are oils. Um, a lot of times people will say, oh, that's not, that's not me. I don't have to, you don't have to worry about that because I don't cook with those oils. Gotcha. No problem. I didn't think you did. I really don't think anybody cooks with corn oil anymore, but it's in your food. It's actually even in your vitamins if you start looking at the ingredients. So our pro-inflammatory oils would be canola oil, cottonseed oil, uh, sunflower oil, uh, any type of seed oil, grapeseed oil, sesame seed oil, uh, peanut oil, um, and 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 understand that these oils, and I, I think I said soybean oil, but I'll say it again, these oils are truly creating inflammation in the body. So, okay, maybe you're not deep frying your food in any of those oils. Great. I'm happy for you. But look at your salad dressing. Look at your crackers look at your bread, look at your bars that you buy, look at everything that you're eating, including your vitamins, and it will blow you away that one of those oils might be in there. I'll never forget, my dad had his heart attack. He passed out at the gym. They had to use the um, 
you know, the AED, AED on him to save his life. My mom was there with him. They rushed him to the hospital. He aspirated and ended up with pneumonia. Now, of course, they had to do, you know, open heart surgery. They had to, you know, uh, put a pacemaker in. Then he ended up being in a coma for 14 days um, because they had to, you know, help him deal with the pneumonia. Well, when he finally came out of all that, the first thing they wanted to put in his body after a quadruple bypass and a pacemaker was a bottle of Boost. And the first ingredient on the Boost was canola oil. And I was like, no, no. Like, he is not eating that. Like, there's no way. They wanted him to eat like or drink like two or three of those in a day. And I was like, no way. He's not drinking that. And so I just went home. I got the protein powder. I brought a blender. I, I just sat there and made protein shakes, you know. And so he'd have a protein shake three times a day. He wasn't going to have that. And then before I knew it, there's a cardiologist that's asking me about the protein powder. And then the nurse station all want some of the protein powder. I actually brought some up from the gym well, because, for all of them. Because they were talking about how quickly and rapidly and unrealistically he was recovering. They called him the miracle man. Correct. The right. recovery rate was absolutely just astonishing compared to what they were used to seeing for the people that were on that other that, that drink. So oils are important. Now, the oils that I suggest cooking with would be olive oil or avocado oil If you are cooking with olive oil, it is very important that you focus on the temperature in which you're cooking it. Now, I always recommend never exceeding 325. If you're cooking on a cooktop, that it's always below medium. You can still cook your eggs with that, no problem. You can still roast your vegetables. I understand you might like them crispy. You're just going to have to cook them for another 10 or 12 minutes. But if, if you are exceeding that temperature... That oil is oxidizing, it's damaging, and it's becoming pro-inflammatory. But that doesn't mean to race off to peanut oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil, or grapeseed oil, because those are actually pro-inflammatory oils, so they will create inflammation in the body. But you, you also could be doing it with the olive oil if you're using the wrong heat temp. Now, avocado oil can go up to 500 degrees. Now, another bank of foods that are pro-inflammatory are meat curing agents. Okay, so all those preservatives that are in those meats that are allowed to stay in a package for six months, three months, two months. So bacon, sausage, jerkies, uh, you know, the, the, like the pork sausage, hot dogs, um, you know, any type of processed meat, uh, lunch meat. Anytime we're looking at an ingredient list and we see sodium benzate and potassium sorbate and uh, words that we can't even pronounce just in a in a, a hot dog or just in a strip of bacon, we don't want that. They sell uncured, no sugar added bacon. They sell uncured, no sugar added sausage. It is available. They sell uncured, no sugar added lunch meat. So what you're looking at for that package of turkey is turkey salt water. That's what the ingredients are going to be. If you see honey, if you see sugar, if you see dextrose, if you see maltodextrin, if you see any of those, you are consuming sugar in that lunch meat. You don't want that. And then all of the preservatives that are associated with curing those meats are terrible for the body. And they will definitely cause swelling and inflammation. The other bank of foods, and I could talk about this stuff all day long, but I'm just going to mention one more bank of foods. The other bank of foods would be artificial sweeteners. 
products like erythritol, uh, dextrose, maltodextrin. Erythritol is a corn-based sugar alcohol. There's been a lot of press this year, a lot of uh, news articles about it causing AFib and about it causing blood clots. It's because there's so many keto foods out there. Everybody's eating a keto bread and a keto cracker and a keto cookie, and it's too much erythritol. It's too much sugar alcohol. The body wasn't intended to deal with this many sugar alcohols. Nothing about your system is set up to handle that many sugar alcohols. You're still going to be hungry. You're still going to be craving if you're eating these, and it's actually causing issues within your body. It definitely disturbs the microbiome. But what you really want to think about is that it truly will make you more hungry. It will make you crave more sugar. Yeah, I think that that's the kind of the trigger word. I I get so annoyed by hearing the word keto, you know, like keto this, keto that. And it's dying off a little bit now, the trend of keto. There's nothing wrong with being in a state of ketosis or a ketogenic diet or lifestyle. But when you think about it as like a, a fad diet or a trend, there's so much packaging that goes into the idea of what a, a keto style food should be. And the concept is that you're trying to keep your carbohydrates in a day with under a very, very small number. Yeah, around they, 20 grams. But they also have to sell you the cookie. They also have to sell you the chips. They also have to sell you the bread. So to get you to actually want to eat it instead of it tasting like a piece of cardboard, they have to replace the sugar that they're taking out with something. And like Deb said, that's where these sugar alcohols come in. And our bodies, they're not natural. Our bodies are not designed to consume that many sugar alcohols. And you're just going to find that it it what it does to me when I have had them in the past is that's that hunger I was talking about pre-losing the 100 pounds is it's like, you know, it stimulates the reaction of the body that creates the same craving as if you had just went ahead and ate the sugar. It really does. Now, yes, you may be keeping your body in a state of ketosis, you know, so maybe you're actually dropping weight, maybe, but it's not going to stop you from being hungry and it's definitely not going to help you become healthier. I'd love to challenge that if anyone really is in a state of ketosis while right? consuming no, those No, and that's true too. Basis. And that's the whole thing. That's where the... That's where it gets tricky is everybody's a little bit different on that that small variance of how much how many carbohydrates they can have in a day. Like I I knew a guy that could he he was able to eat what what was it that he was able to eat? Like thirty thirty or something and stay under. But the, it's just different per person. Absolutely. I've certainly worked with people with epilepsy on um, a ketogenic diet and it's been life altering for them, but those products were not even remotely included right. on that type of diet. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity or a free personal fitness assessment, take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. For nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods from my personal bakery delivered to your doorstep, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. For fully grass-finished, grass-fed meat delivered to your doorstep, take a look at from the farm when you do somebody wrong make it right don't hide in the dark you born shine in a world full of hate light 
Hi, everybody. This is Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3 in the studio with my husband, John Morris. We're talking about foods for longevity. We've talked about nutrient density. Uh, We've talked about understanding what pro-inflammatory foods are and how they create inflammation in the body, how they can create more hunger in the body, how our inflammation is very much directly related to our blood sugar. And if we can control the patterns of our blood sugar, we can also control our inflammation in the body. Now, foods that can bring a better balance to the, to the blood sugar and reduce inflammation, I like to suggest a Mediterranean-based diet. And that is typically the style of diet that I'll usually put someone on in the beginning, minus the grains. I don't usually start someone off on grains, unless it's someone that I know that has a really strong uh, gut microbiome and I feel like they can handle it, but I usually start the first 30 days without grains. But a Mediterranean-based diet is going to be a really quality example of good, clean sources of protein, a lot of good fish sources. Uh, It'll be good quality fibrous vegetables, uh, low fructose fruits. Our highest fructose fruits that are going to be around 15 grams or higher would be bananas, oranges, grapes, figs, and dates. Our lowest fructose fruits that'll be three to five grams would be strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and everything else kind of falls in the middle. If you need to lower your cholesterol, if you've been told that you have fatty liver disease, I would go to the very, very low end of that spectrum and work within the the framework of berries in the beginning and just bring some other fruits in very slowly, but I wouldn't go to the higher fructose fruits. Now, a standard apple, and nowadays, when you see the size of them, they're about the size of a softball. Right. They're actually going to be 15 grams of fructose. So you want an apple that's the size of a baseball. So you have to kind of care about these things. And if you are trying to lower cholesterol, turn fatty liver disease around, or lose weight, you really don't want to exceed 15 to 20 grams of fructose in a day. Okay, so usually that means like a cup of fruit and then maybe an additional half of a cup of fruit, or maybe a half a cup of fruit in the morning, one at lunch, half a half a cup at lunch, and a half a cup mid-afternoon. I wouldn't consume fruit at dinner. There's no need to spike that blood sugar and then end up going to sleep on that and allowing that blood sugar to fall overnight because you're going to disturb your sleep, but you're also going to wake up feeling kind of flat, hungry, tired, and you may be working yourself out of that hunger hole for the entire day. Now, also understand that a longevity mindset with nutrient-dense foods will actually balance the brain. Our neurotransmitters are really built by the nutrients that are on our plate. And if we're putting ourselves in a situation where we have more serotonin and not enough dopamine or more dopamine and not enough serotonin, we are going to create symptoms in the body. And those symptoms are gonna be anxiety, depression, attention deficit, you're going to have true symptoms and it's going to it's going to reflect in cravings as well. If I have an excessive amount of serotonin and I don't have enough dopamine, my brain will be smart enough to tell me what foods it takes to keep that unrealistic amount of serotonin flowing in my body. So I might be looking for chips, I might be looking for crackers, I might be looking for bread, I might be looking for pasta. But if I have the tables turned and I'm I have an excessive amount of dopamine but not enough serotonin, 
I might be looking for alcohol. I might be looking for chocolate. Like cravings are not always a sign of mental weakness. They can truly be a sign, not truly, they are a sign that you are out of balance. You do not have nutrient density and you really need to get yourself into a better balanced state. And if you're someone who actually has legitimate dealings with any of the things that Debbie just listed, you need to focus on the balance more than the any other person next to you. And, you know, yeah, that stinks. It's it's not fun to have to do that. You know, I, I struggle with extreme anxiety and depression. I go through states of mania and bipolarism. And if I don't have my food regulated, they become unbearable. But even with my food regulated and I'm also medicated through a psychiatrist, I still have struggles. I still have battles, but I have to control the elements that are within my control, and that is my food. You know, if you're a type 1 diabetic, you are not going to just jump at, at candy all day and, and, and eat things that are going to mess with your blood sugar all day long because that's your walk in life. That's your battle. You know, that's the the cards that were dealt to you. You know, if you're someone that deals with anxiety and depression, and especially if you're being medicated for it, you really need to watch that, how how much regulation and control you have over your neurotransmitters, because essentially every meal, every food, every snack, every drink that you're bringing in is like giving yourself a prescription medication that you are medicating yourself with, because it has the same effect potentially as the medication being prescribed to you. And also remember that there are foods that create symptoms in the body. There are foods that have a high hit that will create a high histamine level in the body. And histamine is sort of like, I like to just come up with this really like basic explanation of it. And if you're a doctor, don't yell at me, but this is just how I feel like people understand things. But, you know, it's like the liver's little communication uh, uh, to the body and it'll communicate via symptoms and it'll it's trying to tell you it doesn't like something you're doing. I don't like the air that you're breathing. I don't like the dog that's rubbing up against you. I don't like the itchy sweater that you're wearing. Why? Because you have high histamine levels. Well, how do you lower those histamine levels or why are you getting such high histamine levels? Is it just because you're allergic to a dog or is it because you're allergic to the air Well, why did that suddenly come on as an adult and you didn't have that as a child? Because you're consuming foods on a regular basis that are high in histamine. The highest histamine producing food that you can have, there's none higher, is dairy. It is the highest histamine producer, okay? Then gluten, corn, soy, pork, shellfish, beans, peanuts, alcohol, and sugar There's plenty of other high histamine producing foods. Like you can even say that strawberries and avocados are, but I don't usually include those because I feel if you manage the other ones I just listed, you can still bring those others in and not have issues. So ultimately, if you lower those high histamine producing foods, I have witnessed clients completely remove acid reflux off the shelf. They don't even have it anymore. I've witnessed clients no longer take Claritin or uh, uh, Advair or Flonase or uh, any type of antihistamine because they just simply do not have issues with allergies anymore. I spent my entire young adult life having allergies, always taking medication, 
And as soon as I eliminated gluten and dairy from my diet, I no longer have corn. I no longer have soy. I no longer have alcohol. I no longer have peanuts. I don't eat pork and I don't have sugar. I don't even remember the last time I had to take an allergy medication. In all the years of being with me, John, we've been together for 10 years. How many times have you known me to be sick with a sinus infection in comparison? I'm not trying to like, you know, be like showy, but how many times have I had one in comparison to you and I have an autoimmune disease? No, I mean, you haven't. Anytime you've been sick, it's been in relation to the autoimmune condition, whereas I do not have an autoimmune condition and therefore I justify that I'm able to get away with some of these foods sometimes as a cheat and get myself sick. Now, in the past year and a half, I've really curbed that, but I challenge you to think about if you're listening to the show, I've had multiple people tell me, well, I still have dairy because I'm not lactose intolerant and the dairy doesn't bother me. It's like, okay, I understand that the lactose doesn't bother you, but is there anything going on that you are not mentally attaching to that dairy? Are you getting sick once every three to four weeks, some kind of chronic illness? You know, you, do you deal with fatigue? Do you deal with joint pain? There's a Headaches, lot of other things migraines, that could be going on that you issues. just aren't associating because you think it would just mean that your stomach would hurt. So these are the types of things that we try to help you to figure out. Absolutely. Skin issues like eczema, psoriasis, breakouts, um, any type of allergy issue, drainage breath, you know, breathing issues, um, you know, lung issues, any type of gut issue, any, any of the digestive issues, joint pain, muscle pain. These are all signs and signals of a histamine build in the body. This is what we help you with. We try to put you on a path for a longevity mindset and for a lifestyle of good eating and, and just good living. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call for a free personal fitness assessment, free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers at 636-299-2208. And for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery to you, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com our favorite farmer for fully grass-finished beef, fedfromthefarm.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the station. We're so thankful to be on, and we pray this message resonates with you and really plants a seed of hope and health. God bless you. Amen.